There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl S and joining me today, Jess, and we are talking Dirt Gently's Holistic Detective Agency episode number five. That's awful. Very erectus. Because that's not weird. I, was that a line in the show? Like, did somebody say that they were I don't think so. erectus and then very erectus or something? I, like, I don't know. I think you're just really stretching. They're know. weird. They're very weird. All the all the episode titles, which is fine. Oh, yeah. They're, the show's name's weird, so that's going to happen, I guess. This episode, we have Todd and Dirk cooperating, because Todd actually seems kind of excited, and they're off following the maps, and trying to figure out what the heck these maps lead to. And I love it because at one point they're in a diner and Todd's like, well, what's your deal? How do you know all this? And he's like, I don't know. I just do. It's like, not like I was trained or something. You know, he's like letting it slip that he was part of a government agency. And, and finally Todd's like, what are you, like psychic or something? And he's like, what did I draw? And then Dirk was just getting very upset. Super cagey about it. And then then immediately, of course, it's Dirk. He's like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know why you're drawing a cowboy with whatever. And I'm and like, like, I'll meet you outside. And at this, at this time, somehow he decides to wander off and he ends up trading the sports car for a Jeep. Which is good because they're about to go off-roading. Right. Because he said he was talking to the cook and the cook said that there was no way he was going to be able to get there in that car. So, oh, okay. Apparently everyone's just like, sure, let's just trade. Whatever. It worked out. So strange things. Um, we have Amanda going outside to kind of confront the Rowdy Three. Mm-hmm. Because she still does not know who these guys really are. They just kind of showed up and been helpful. Yes, and she feels some sort of connection to them, obviously. And she's kept this from her brother and Todd. She hasn't mentioned their, that the she's met them. Todd. Or I mean, or I mean <laughs> her brother and Dirk. Yes, that's apologies. Yeah, I know she doesn't. Her other brother, I don't know. <laughs> that is kind of weird that she doesn't mention it at all. But when she goes out, they just... Like open the door and she gets in. I'm thinking, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, okay, never learn stranger danger. What are you no. doing? You don't just get into a van with people that you don't know, especially when they have rowdy three just spray painted all over. You have no idea what their names are. No, no one knows where you're going. They'll find your body three seats over, possibly. In this case, though, it works out all right. Yeah, it does. except for some vandalism, I guess. <laughs> well, we also have Colonel Riggins pop up in this with Sergeant Sergeant. Friedkin, who I want to slap that guy. He's horrible. He's just like the most brain dead guy. I bet he's a really nice guy in real life. I'm sure he is. They just make him like so stupid. He's a nice all American looking kind of dude. Probably loves his mom and trucks and you know, <laughs> apple pie and God forbid like we ever meet him because Sean like smack him in the face. You're an idiot. Well, I, I really like the way they did this the back and forth because Riggins is like, okay, so we need to talk to them. But let me do the, because they're going to try to find the Rowdy Three. He's like, let me do this. Because you don't know what's happening. He's like, okay, did you read the briefing? Yes. No. Shoot them. 
No, <laughs> it was very, um, I'm Groot. I'm Groot. <laughs> like, like, let me press the button. It's going to kill all of us. I am Groot. It was, that's this, I mean, and Groot is way cuter than this guy. So honestly, if it, I have to pick, you know, baby Groot. Yeah. Baby yeah. Groot with Gwen. <laughs> you know, so it's, so, you know, this older gentleman, he's a seasoned veteran. He knows what's good. You know, he know he deals he's with not his dudes. He, he can read. Um, and he has a plan. He's dealt with him before. And Friedkin's just like, okay, so I shoot him. No, it's not dead. Okay. So. You talk and then I shoot you him. You talk and then I shoot him. No. It's like, did you read anything? No, it was really big. It was a big file. He's uh, really obnoxious. And so. How did you even make it to your position? It's no big surprise when they do stumble across the rowdy freak plus Amanda that it all falls apart. Oh my gosh. Relatively yes. quickly. Yeah. It really does because it was weird because Riggins and Martin had this kind of, not headbutt thing, but they were like holding their heads together and mm-hmm. talking. And he's like, we just want to talk. We just need to know everything's okay and blah, blah, blah. And, and all of a sudden they're like kind of okay. Right. Everything's calmed down a little bit. And then Friedkin grabs Amanda and puts a gun to puts her head. Puts a gun to her head. And everything goes to DEFCON 4 really quickly. Right. Because even Riggins is like, what are you doing? You idiot. No. Let her go. No. I'm not going to. No. They're all going to drink this. They're really, really mad. And of course, and they all get away. Mm-hmm. And I thought Riggins was going to slap him. And he deserved it. He, he probably should have slapped at that point. But, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen because we don't see the Rowdy Three again this episode, mm-hmm. or Riggins, but we do see Friedkin later, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But we have Estevez and Zimmerfield. I think I called Zimmerfield last time. Sorry. They're going to question people who worked with Gordon. They're like, has he been acting weird? They're like, well, yeah, he's changed, and I don't know. He ended up, was it, going to the little animal sanctuary or something a lot and they're like what where is that oh it's closed down and okay so these two take it upon themselves to head over there and investigate as they do as you do when you're an investigator but they didn't have well let's rewind that they want to do this Mm -hmm. but they go to talk to their chief and they're like things aren't right you know we we have Plenty of evidence. We need a search warrant. And the chief's like, no, there's nothing there. But what? If you watch crime dramas, you know this is not right. And he seemed really adamant on them not going. So, of course, what does that mean? They're going to go. Because it has to happen that way, right? You do what we want. So they go in and they find, like, all these bodies. And it was crazy. I have no words right this second. I'm sorry. Because you walk in and you just see piles of bodies, mm-hmm. and like, how do you not completely freak out? Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously these guys are much more professional because they didn't freak out. They came out, all right, this can happen, and people start shooting at them. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, they're trying to shoot back, and they hit a couple of the guys, I think. Mm-hmm. But Zimmerfield is hit by one of those weird. It's almost like a taser, but it's a crossbow. It's a crossbow bolt, I think. Yeah. But maybe attached to a taser? I know. It's weird. And we don't know where that comes from either because eventually Ty gets his hands on it and eventually they get it back. And we never know really what what it's 
how it was invented or why. Right. Um, but he, he attempts to save his life. He, he throws him in the back of a car, tries to drive him to a hospital, but he can kind of tell that he's already fading. He's already lost too much blood. It's really awful. It was, because it looked like Doug's die. And he's like, Farrah was there trying to actually keep he sees the whole, Yeah, she sees the whole thing happen, which is crazy. And, you know, out of nowhere, like, we, lo- we lose a person. Yeah. Oh, okay. I totally this was that kind of. I I didn't either, to be honest. Uh, let's go back to Bart and Ken now, because they pop back up on scene. They're in an ambulance that runs out of gas, and Bart's just like, "Okay, I'm just going to stand here, right in front of this bus stop until something happens." And Ken's like, "Oh, you know, why don't we get some food? What? And oh, and then she pops up with like a huge ball of money, which." That's what you were talking about. Yes. And then he's like, all right, well, why don't we get a room? We can kind of relax and figure out what's happening next and shower. And it seems like it's the very first time Bart has ever taken a shower. Because at one point, she said, this drink tastes funny. And he's like, what are you talking about? Because he's talking to her through the bathroom door. And she's like, it has flowers on it or fruit on it. And he's like, that's shampoo. And I just thought that was funny. I'm like, oh, she's like, but why would they put fruit on it if you're not meant to eat it? It's, again, it's... It's brilliantly, like, naive of her, but then they keep reinforcing how much she is not acclimated to the real world. And didn't they already do that a little bit, though, with, you know, previous episodes we've seen several times already that she doesn't seem to to realize or understand how the world works. But does she not, has she never showered? You've seen her hair, okay? Oh, that's true. Maybe she hasn't, like, and obviously at this point, the, the good assumption would be that she's part of Blackwing, just like... Oh, yeah, because uh, we did find out what this Just was. like the uh, Rowdy Three and uh, Dirk were. But if that's the case, you know, what are the chances that she was, I mean, obviously the speculation, she was, like, brought into this program very young and take, doesn't remember, never had to learn real world, you know, how you behave in the world. You just, she was raised by wolves in the Rowdy Three. And, of course, she's going to be a weirdo. It's not her fault. It's true. It could be thing. And, well, she gets tired of waiting and gets tired of Ken watching TV and being soft. So she's like, walks off in a robe outside. She's like, I'm going to kill that man. What? And and Ken's like, what are you doing? I thought you wanted to get dark jelly. How are you just going to randomly kill this mm-hmm. guy? She's like, this is what happened. And the guy was being really nice. He's a random stranger. And it was weird because all of a sudden she's like, hey, you, come here. Yeah, and you. Walks, and he starts walking over and he gets hit by blocks or something. And she's like, all right. This, I'm back on track and don't ever touch me. It's like, what just happened? It was very strange. Like, and you know, she's saying she's going to kill him. The assumption was she was going to kill him. Not that she was going to, you know, get suicide by bus. Like, it's right. terrifying. But yeah, no, it was, so she didn't really kill him by drawing him over. So yeah, it's, ter- the whole thing is weird. It is weird. But it's working, mm-hmm. I guess, in whatever weird thing. Because something popped on the news later. Mm-hmm. And the man, like, had was it two people like chained up in his place or something? Right. So it's something that you would not have expected. So she's probably killing people who deserve to be killed, or that's the assumption. It does. It seems less and less like she's just a bad guy, right? You know. But it's weird because we don't know until like after the fact. Right. It's like how do you know this? Mm-hmm. So that's all of our players except Dirk and Todd. We'll go back to Dirk and Todd, who are digging up holes all over this mountain and searching for one of the machines, and they start finding pieces. And it's like, okay, well, how do we put this together? Well, I don't know. I thought you would know that. 
So they kind of start doing it, and then, oh, here comes some more of these bald-headed jerks. Weird. What did you call Ned Zed? Ned, Neds and Zeds. Yeah. And then they start firing him because they shoot that crossbow again with that weird crossbow thing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the one goes, oh, my God, they have the shark. What? What are they he, talking about? Because Dirk grabbed the kitten. And he just kind of, like, throws the kitten in the air. And as the kitten is, like, slowly falling, out comes a shark and, like, kills these guys. Mm-hmm. And then it's back in the kitten. The kitten's just like, hey, what's up? It's a little black cat. Yeah. It was very strange. It was. It was, a. Uh, it was very reminiscent of the earlier issue with the corgi where all of a sudden you saw a person's face on the dog. Or, you know. So that was, that was kind of interesting that they, you know, made it happen in the same way, which mm-hmm. is good because we're clearly seeing the results of the machine. Right. We're starting to learn what um, And it was, if you, I don't know if, how anyone else is watching this book, if you're watching it on BBC and you're seeing the promos for it, the Dirt Gently logo on top, there's a cat, a black cat, and on the bottom you see a shark fin and now it finally makes sense what the crap is going on with the cat and the shark and what do they have to do with each other? And how did those guys end up bitten in half in a hotel room? Now it now makes it's, sense. Everything is connected. It's weird. And everything is to do with that cat. Yes. Well, Dirk and Todd have a little heart-to-heart. Yes. I feel like this was a really, really interesting scene and super important for our boys. Because Todd finally admits what happened, you know, that he didn't have the disease that his sister has, that he had stolen all his band's equipment and sold it. Mm-hmm. And then he thought he was an asshole. Well, and I would say that those, and, and like basically bankrupting your parents for your fictitious disease, I would say that these are all things that an a-hole would do. Like, I'm with you. You're probably an a-hole. But Dirk, being like a much nicer person than me, apparently, says, you know, all you're really doing is like giving yourself a self-fulfilling prophecy and, a, and basically saying, well, if I just say I'm an asshole, then I never have to expect to feel bad about it or expect myself to be any better. And by the way, what does that say about the people who care about you? Like, what kind of losers are they, basically? And you should tell your sister the truth. Yeah. Which at this point, I don't know if I'd agree with him at that because he's so far gone. Like, I would be afraid to tell her. Yeah, I don't really... I feel like I was surprised that 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 ended up being such a big deal and that he even does decide that, okay, yeah, you know what, I will tell her. I'll tell her when I see her because... Okay, I'm sorry. Just as a, just as a person looking in from the outside, that is ruining your relationship. Right. 100. percent There's no. Oh, there's, there's no going back from you know? when you tell her that. There's no forgiving. Well, because now, I mean, you're, you're and you're and not just that you're taking away the only thing that has given her any reason to hope that right. one day she'll be better. Right. You know. So I feel like that's. I feel like yes, honesty is the best policy, but in this case, maybe not. You already told the lie, so maybe you roll with that lie. Yeah. For a while. I don't know. I know that sounds horrible, but. Yeah, you're going to destroy her, destroy your relationship. Yeah. And if your parents ever find out, totally destroy them. It doesn't seem like he's very close with his parents. It didn't seem like he was very close with Amanda until recently, until she decided she was going to stay with him and his apartment blew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, then now, out of nowhere, like, they're super close and they're going to blow that up with this terrible, terrible decision. And, well, we end up ending this episode with the head of... Well, not, she's not the head of Blackwing. She's just the head of secret operations, Some shady I guess. operations in the, the government. And she decides... Her name is... What did I say? Wilson? I think it was Wilson. She decides to talk to Friedkin. Ugh. That jerk. 
Yes, he just irritates me because he's so stupid. Ugh. Anyway, and she's like, or he's telling her, telling her that Riggins can't make the hard decisions. He's too close. Right. So he's not going to just exterminate. Which the whole point was not to exterminate these people, but to bring them in. Yes. But Friedkin is an idiot who apparently doesn't want to read anything. He's like, we should school. So, of course, Wilson seems to be able to read this situation. She's like, oh, can you make the hard decisions? He's like, yeah. She's like, well, we'll see. And that's where we leave it. But I wanted to slap him so bad, like so hard in the head. Uh, and like you said before, he is probably a super nice guy, but I don't know. It's, I it's don't like, like his character. It's the Joffrey syndrome. It is. 100%. Um, <laughs> one of those things when you can't stand the character, it's really hard to get past like that with the person. But oh, yeah. It's different. All right. So that was episode five. Um, we do want to hear from you guys. Shoot us email. Shoot us tweets, shoot us, Facebook stuff, whatever. Um, you'll find all of our information on www.fangirlzone.com on the contacts page because that way I won't screw this up like I have been, like every episode. And that's about it for this episode, I think. Yeah. I think so. Alright, for this episode, episode 5 of Dirt Gently, I am Sean, Fangirl S. And Jess. And until next time.